0: By DBI, yeah. Always to watch yeah. y'all know what I Things are getting strange.
1: Welcome, Shout true believers, to wrestle, wrestle With Hope. It's a wrestling podcast uh, with a Saturday morning sentiment and Sunday morning values. I'm your host, Wayne Cordova. My wrestling fandom covers the birth of Hulkamania past the Monday Night Wars and all the way to this modern era. You know, each episode, we talk about what's happening this week in wrestling currently. We talk about what happened this week in wrestling history. And then we give the go-home signal with the Wrestle With Hope word of the week. And along the way, you'll catch a glimpse of what my wrestling past was like and why I still watch now. Today is our third bonus episode. It is our bonus WWH in this corner. And, guys, our guest today is un. Disputed. I mean, we are talking about a uh, former Ring of Honor World Television Champion, former three-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion, two-time New Japan IWGP Junior Tag Team Champion, and of course, three-time WWE NXT Tag Team Champion with the Undisputed Era. Ladies and gentlemen, he's one half of the current NXT Tag Team Champions. Please welcome, from the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Bobby, thanks for coming to wrestle with hope.
0: No, thank you, man. Appreciate you having me.
1: Oh man, it's it, it's an honor. And listen, um, uh, what we since we've been doing these bonus interview episodes, uh, it's just been a lot of fun just to kind of talk to, um, you know, our current stars and stars from the past. Last episode we had Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, and uh, okay. that that was a lot of fun just kind of you know talking about wrestling past with him, and I, I'm just looking forward to hearing from you today just in case you know anybody's been living under a rock in the last few months uh let them know a little bit Mm -hmm. about who you are and what you do currently
0: uh currently i work for wwe i am a member of the undisputed era uh we work for nxt specifically under the wwe umbrella if you will um the Undisputed Era is made up of myself, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and uh, Roderick Strong. And uh, we are four guys that uh, came to this company um, kind of uh, around the same time. Roddy came a little bit sooner than, than the, the other three of us. But um, we, prior to that, had had, had really traveled a um, together almost uh through through our our wrestling careers um they 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 uh, kind of paralleled each other kyle and i were in a tag team kyle and cole were in a tag team at one point we just continued to cross paths and there was a real uh bond and and just friendship there and uh to to come into world wrestling entertainment where i i, I think everybody this is this is your end game Um, eventually, uh, and even if it's not a a conscious thing, like at some point, I think you're thinking that at some point, if that opportunity comes that you'll go there. Um, so to think that we were all going to end up, uh, similar timing wise here, Roddy being a little bit sooner, but, um, and then to, uh, find ourselves in, um, a collective group, Mm. um, yeah, it was it was quite serendipitous and uh I don't think you know I, I'll speak for the the four of us I don't think we'd have it any other way at the moment.
1: Well, I mean you I mean you definitely took NXT by storm when you guys showed up and uh given uh the the light of recent events we'll talk about that, you know, later. Man, everybody yes, is sir. noticing the undisputed era uh right now and everybody's noticing what you guys are doing and i think personally uh you know you guys are going to have an incredible uh showing at, at the survivor series but like i said i mean that's that's current right now let's talk a little bit about the past you know when i start off the show i always talk about you know how my fandom kind of starts with the birth of Hulkamania goes past the monday night wars and into this modern era like what about you when when did you become a fan
0: um it's interesting that you bring up nikita kolov um when I was a kid, I I definitely watched, uh, WWF at the time. Um, and I, I'm an upstate New York guy. Uh, so that was what we, we, we had most of, but then, uh, I would, I would get the wrestling magazines and I would see a lot of the, you know, I would see flair. I would see dusty, um, Nikita Kolov and different. And I, I wondered what, you know, what this was about. And then once, um, the NWA Crockett style stuff started to find its way to TV in my area. Um, I really picked up on that stuff and uh, guys like Sting and and uh, the Great Muda. I mean, for for me, the Great Muda probably had the the most impact on me. I was a I got into martial arts young as a as a kid. I was eight years old when I started oh, yeah. Taekwondo and. So anything that was Bruce Lee or anything that was a ninja, like I was, (laughs) I was into it. And, um, you know, uh, I, I was a big. I I had my WWF favorites. Don't get me wrong. I had, uh, uh, dynamite kids was, was a big influence. I I loved dynamite kids. Um, I, you know, who wasn't a Hulkamaniac, like everybody, at least my age frame, age range, you, you were, you were touched by that. Um, but I I will attribute like the the Crockett years, those late 80s, early 90s, there was just this sweet spot where the the stuff that they were doing, I, maybe it was so different to me, or maybe it was so good because it was so different, you know. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. had been conditioned to see one thing, and then to see to see that which was a bit grittier and a bit just different, and then. Um, and I, I think as history goes, like, I think it was, it, it, it'll go down as one of the most mismanaged moments in, um, time, times in, in professional wrestling will be how hot Muda was. Yeah. At one point. And they didn't, I don't know why exactly, but the trigger wasn't really pulled. And, um, you know, things ended up the way they ended up. And obviously he rebounded and had, had a whole career in, in Japan and everything that was, was fine. But, um, I don't know for me as a kid, like he was captivating and it, it blended martial arts and uh, pro wrestling, which were two things that I loved. And uh, little did I know that that would be my career path later in life. And I feel like that's something that Kyle and I do now is blend today's martial arts with professional wrestling. And and not that we're the only people that do that, but that um, that's if somebody were to to give us a style, I, w- I would say it's, it's probably similar to that. And it's somewhat, again, serendipitous that, the the guy that, that really captured my imagination as a kid was, uh, was the great Muda. And, um, yeah.
1: Just... You know, he had that, he had that run, uh, in the NWA as the television champion for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was a quick while, but, okay. and it was him, you know, him against sting and that really caught my imagination as the, um, yeah. As the alternative, so it was. You know, it was like I, you know, just like you. It's like I grew up a Hulk I was a Hulkamaniac all the way up until WrestleMania five, and then, uh, and then, mm-hmm. I, then I saw the lust in his eyes, brother. And then, <laughs> 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 and I and I and I went over to the other side. But, um, but it was yeah. that that time where you know Sting was really kind of he was he was coming up. He had that feud with the Great Muda, and I was a surfer Sting <laughs> guy, and and just seeing the Great Muda was something for me. Was it, it was different. It was really different at the time, and he, you know, he yeah. had the green mist, and that was the first time that I had, I know it had been used before, but uh, that was the first time that I was like, what is this, acid? Is this, what's he spitting in people's faces? And uh, yeah. to see Asuka bring it back in is just so cool to see that throwback.
0: It is cool. Um, I You know, and I think it only works for certain certain situations and certain people, but I, I do, I like I like that little bit of old school coming back. Um, and yeah, I agree. Like I had seen Kabuki do it when I was yeah. a kid, we would get world-class and so I, I would see some of that. Um, but it, again, it was just, I, that time frame just captivated me. I was a big, and I, this'll, you know, this'll date me a bit, yeah. but I, I played football and I was a really big Brian Bosworth fan.
1: Oh, man, the and Boz.
0: <laughs> thing, yeah, and, you know, he was a pro-wrestling gimmick just in a different industry. Oh, totally. Um, and people forget, I mean, how good of a college football player he was. Like, because of what his NFL career ended up being, he gets knocked for it, but it's like, uh, which is amazing to me. It's ridiculous to me anyway, because, like, to just the level of athlete you got to be just to get a sniff of the NFL. Oh, exactly. Like, Um, but anyway, uh, his, his college career, I mean, he has to go down as one of the best linebackers in the history of college football. Um, but he, he had a very, he was, he was a gimmick before I even knew what a gimmick was.
2: Yeah. So when I saw
0: Sting, I was immediately drawn to Sting as well. And, um, I said before, like I was a, a martial arts freak. And, uh, so the, so Muda captivated me, um, and then sting captivated me, both for different reasons, and then here they are feuding together in this one company, like you know my mind was blown and I, and I tuned into everything I could get that was that. Um, you know and, and like I said before, it's um, it's a shame that things didn't continue to follow that arc in uh, in in that company because I think that the sting buda thing could have could have been revisited numerous times over the years and really gone other places that it that it didn't seem to make it to
1: and he's even one of those uh mood is a one of those legacy stars too that that, that's out there now that i uh i wish would have had some kind of u.s comeback uh you know i know he's he's destined for hall of fame or something but i wish that even now like fans today could see how awesome he was back then
0: yeah and that was the thing too without like without the internet and stuff as a kid when he disappeared I, i i just didn't I couldn't keep track of them, and it wasn't until I started working in Japan myself um, well maybe maybe a little bit before that when I got into wrestling and I started there was still tape trading and stuff and um, there was uh you know as a kid i didn't I didn't realize he had that whole whole separate career in uh, in Japan so right. I just became more aware of that and the Keiji muda stuff like and I started to track down any uh, videos or whatnot that I could find uh, same with dynamite. Oh yeah um, just the the whole whole career that that both of them had in Japan that as a kid, I would have loved to to have followed but i i couldn't i so i had to follow it in retrospect as a as an adult, but uh still you know just as entertaining and and amazing that that uh muda could reinvent himself the the way he uh the way he did numerous times over and still does
1: even now yeah you
0: know to a degree to really yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And it's, a, it's yeah. funny because, like, back then, growing up, I had, you know, um, I, I had my dedicated NWA slash World Championship wrestling friend who, you know, like, that was, the know, uh-huh. so, so I got all my education from him, you know, back, you know, back uh-huh. then. And that's where I turned my attention. And then I also had my dedicated um, tape trading only Japan friend. He was very kind of uppity for a wrestling fan. And so he was and, and yeah. that's where I got my my tapes of like Terry Gordy and Jumbo Saruda, you know, all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, back Mm -hmm. then that was, that was WWE network before, you know, there was uh, anything involved in internet. (laughs) It was just getting tapes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So when did, when did you decide to get in the business? You know, school us a little bit about the start of your career.
0: Um, I, it was the early 2000s. I had finished uh, with, with college. Uh, I played football in college and I, I was, I really, I, I feel like I went to college uh, being a bit immature. Um, I went to college for the purpose of continuing to play. Not that I thought I was going to go to the NFL or anything, um, but I thought I was good enough to to play through college and then maybe to play somewhere. Uh, not not the NFL, but but I don't know. I I didn't have a plan, is what it came down <laughs> to. And um, I was pretty sure my col my uh, my my football days were done. Um Arena football seemed like a level that I could possibly play at, but when when you eliminated some of the factors, making a smaller game, yeah um less guys on the field, it kind of took away some of the positions that I did well mm. um and uh i don't know it it pro wrestling was was always kind of a a joke thing amongst some of my friends was that i would I would end up a pro wrestler <laughs> I think because I was a fan um and and because in, you know, playing in football and stuff, I, I I guess I had a bit of an attitude sometimes and would do certain things to draw attention to myself. And I don't know. I, this was the first time that I actually started to to give it some real thought. And uh, so I, uh, I I read, a, I was reading a book on the design of my kid, actually. It was before, like, wrestling autobiographies were, were all over the place. I read
1: that same book.
0: happened to be... Yeah. Pure dynamite. Pure dynamite. I happen to see it, pick it up and read it. And, um, you would think that that would be, uh, a, a re a, you know, a, a guide for not to get into wrestling. Uh, oh, because, for sure. You know, <laughs> how things ended up with dynamite. But for me, it was more of the fact that like, um, cause when he disappeared from TV yeah. in the States, I just figured he was done. I, you know, so to see this whole other career and it, it kind of opened my eyes to independent wrestling and that, um, you know, you, you just kind of, this is when the internet was just kind of getting moving and, and you're like, uh, you can research stuff and you find a place to get trained and that's what it comes down to. And, um, I looked into a couple of different options, um, ended up finding, um, Tony DeVito, um, kind of, uh, the exact story of, of how I ended up with, with Tony, but, uh, T- Tony was, um, in Newburgh, new york so it's only like an hour and a half hour uh hour 45 minutes away from where i lived wow. and uh i could come down uh like three we started out with like three days a week and um i think we might have been doing like four uh at, at some point, point. and we drive down we would train a few hours he had a few guys there in a ring in a warehouse and then at oh, wow. one point we moved to another space. And then at another point we were in, I think somebody's mother's backyard. <laughs> so it was wherever we could get it, you know, we could get it in. And then, um, Tony was working for ring of honor at the time. And then, uh, once I started working in Indies and stuff, I started going to ring of honor shows and, and kind of doing the, um, there's, there's almost like a little bit of an apprenticeship process in independent wrestling. And, and I would say that myself and, a few other guys um we were kind of tony's we were known as tony's kids for a little while oh wow
1: that's awesome which <laughs> is funny for me to say kids because
0: tony and i are almost the same age right <laughs> um, but yeah it just uh so i did that and that that was kind of my introduction into into pro wrestling was, was tony devito and i you know i mean i and i've told him a few times now is um over the years there's things that he said to me then that didn't make total sense, but you know, you're a teacher and student, so you, you shake your head and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they made sense to me years later. And, uh, so I've made a point to let them know that sometimes cause there's some things and I don't know, man, I mean, talk about a guy that, that doesn't always get, like, I mean, he, he doesn't always get the credit he deserves, man. He, sure. I, I couldn't have asked that for as far as somebody teaching, Teaching me the uh, the ins and outs and the little things, and that's that's what I think I focus on now. I think Kyle focuses on now, and I think that's I, to me. I always noticed the little things as a fan, as a kid, and uh, I feel like he helped kind of nurture that in me, and uh, I'm grateful for it.
1: You know, I think yeah. it's funny because you know when whenever the the four of you guys or even like in any kind of in any variation whether it's you know just you and Kyle or if it's you know uh the three of you with Roddy or with you know or even with Adam i, mm-hmm. I always make it a point to to watch you and Kyle because uh okay. you guys more than anything um even in the background whether it's a match or even if it's an interview segment or something uh you you're always doing something and you can always see that the wheels are turning. And it's just one of those things where Mm -hmm. I always notice, especially, especially with you and Kyle, that uh, there's a lot more subtext and what's going on there. Mm-hmm. You guys are thinking way beyond just the moves. Uh, you know, you're paying attention mm-hmm. to your faces, you're paying attention to your positions and, and, uh, and especially man, especially when the four of you are standing there for, for an interview or promo or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I love going back and looking at Kyle because his, his face yeah. tells a million different stories all in one time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does. It does. And that's the, the amazing thing is to see Kyle. Um, he, man um to think that there was a time that people claimed he he had a lack of personality oh my is, gosh uh, is just, <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's crazy to me to see him now and you think about yeah yeah <laughs> but i i we we i'll speak I, i'll speak on kyle's behalf and say that we truly appreciate that and there oh, there man. is forethought there there is thought that goes into this stuff because um the little things, you know, I, I feel like they're difference makers.
1: Oh, it really is. And that's just what makes uh, your guys' matches just c- completely stellar. And uh, were you already in, like, from the start of, when you were training, were you already trying mm-hmm. to incorporate martial arts into uh, your set or were you really just kind of focused on the basics and then it, it developed later? In the in the beginning, like, I mean, I, that was always my vision
0: for, for what I wanted m- myself to be, the Perception of me, um, but in the in the beginning, like you're just trying to learn the the pro wrestling really, and right. you, you're not ready. I mean, I think it it it's a process and it goes in steps, and you need to learn how to pro wrestle. And then once you you're proficient in your pro wrestling, then you start to figure out what your flavor is, and you start to add the spices, and that's where your personality needs to come in, and and what you do well and what you don't do well, and um, that's where it gets, uh, like I said, I, I, I just gets flavored, that's you know, awesome. it's like you're making a, a stew or a soup or whatever, and then <laughs> you start to add the spices, but you've got to have that base first. You've got to have the broth or the stock or whatever you want to call it. Like that's got to be in place. And then from there you can create. And if you start to create too soon, um, well, you're putting the cart before the horse and you, you now have no foundation to base this on. So I feel like in the beginning, you got to kind of do your pro wrestling reps. Um, But I'd always done martial arts. It's been a a lifelong pursuit for me. So um, my, uh, when it, when it became, when it, it came time to, to flavor things, that's what I wanted to, that's the direction I wanted to go. And that's what I thought would make me, from a physical standpoint and in ring standpoint, make me a little bit different.
1: Oh, it, it, listen! If you uh, if you open up your own uh, wrestling school, it needs to be called uh, Wrestling Soup with Bobby Fish. You <laughs> know, <And>, uh,
0: <laughs> I'll give. I'll make sure to footnote that. Give you credit for that if it <laughs>
1: no, you can have it, man. It's all good. I'll I'll feel it okay. in my heart. I'll know I appreciate it, in my heart. it. All right, all right. So what what um I I know you had a long career, you know, before NXT, but what was the what actually led you to, to NXT? Cause I know that, you know, for a while, I mean like, you know, you and you and Kyle had been a tag team prior to that as red dragon. And then, um, yeah. when the, when the buzz was coming, you know, that, you know, that, that you guys were, were, were coming to NXT and, and, and debuting, it was exciting, mm-hmm. but what led to that point for you guys to arrive to NXT?
0: Um, I, I think for a while there around that time, there were a lot of questions and, uh, We didn't know what the level of interest was exactly, uh, but then as we started to find out that it it was um, legit, and we were in positions where we were renegotiating our contracts with Ring of Honor and with New Japan around that time, um, and just trying to see what the options were before we signed with anybody, um, which I think any, any independent contractor needs to do. Um, and as time went on, this was, was more of an option and, um, we weren't getting, we weren't going to go back, uh, and sign with ring of honor, um, new Japan, uh, you know, and we loved both of us. I loved new Japan. Um, but it just, this one that this started to make complete sense and, uh, everything kind of lined up and we got the opportunity here that I think we, uh, as I said, at the beginning of the, the, uh, conversation, you know, I think ultimately we all somewhere in the back of your head, you want to come work here at some point and that no career will feel complete without it. And, uh, you know, for me, from a, from a personal level and a, um, kind of a spiritual level, uh, my uh, father and I used to watch, raw i'm like coming through the monday night wars and stuff that kind of brought yeah. me back into wrestling because when i got into high school and you know i found girls and it's right. <laughs> and you know I, I got away from wrestling for a bit and the thing that got me into wrestling to begin with was my dad and then oh, wow. the thing that got me back got me back into wrestling was my dad and and not that he he like pushed it or anything but just it gave us common ground Right. And my father was always supportive and supported my football career in every way possible, but it gave us something to do. Monday Night Wars gave us something to do on Monday nights. Me talking about four hours of TV because we'd VCR, we'd we'd tape one show, watch the other. And um, so that'll always have a, a, you know, a place in my uh, heart. So, uh, so to speak. So to have the opportunity to come here and to know that, um, you know, my father who's, who's not with us, but that the, just for that to come full circle and, and for me to, to trust that, um, wherever he is, he, he knows. Right. So I think coming, coming here, uh, coming here meant a lot in, 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 in numerous ways.
1: Man, I can, I, I can see that I, I've got, I've got that same kind of kinship, like with my brother. My brother brought me into wrestling, just basically as an infant. He was there; he was literally there at the birth of Hulkamania when Hulk Hogan defeated the Iron Sheik. He was live at Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden, you know. And so oh, wow. I remember, remember kind of seeing that, yeah. Oh, wow. man. And, and just growing up into that. And then as adults, we make it a point. It's 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 one of those things where, um, you know, as adults, he and I, uh, we take a WrestleMania trip every year. And so uh, for the last few years, we've gone uh, to WrestleMania. And, you know, it's funny because it was like at first it was just WrestleMania. uh, And then we then we added NXT TakeOver. uh, And and we we both have said uh, nothing against the anybody in the Raw Smackdown rosters, nothing against WrestleMania. But we both have said that, you know, we could just go and travel to TakeOver and go home. Uh, and (laughs) that's kind of how it's for us, you know, how exciting, you know, it's been. Cause we, we were there when Adam Cole, um, you know, won the North American championship in the ladder match and, you know, all that stuff. And we were there for you guys. And, um, and that's the same thing, like, you know, for us, you know, it, it, it becomes, I think one of the things that people kind of, you know, don't really understand about wrestling sometimes is the fact that it's way more than even what's just on the screen. There is this feeling of, you know, depending on what your past experience was like, man, there's, there's a family connection. There's a friend connection. Um, you know, there's a whole history that brings in. It's like, you know, you're there, you know, thinking about staying in the great Muda, you know what I mean? And, and how Mm -hmm. that translates to what it is today. And to me as a fan, um, I see, you know, I see you and Kyle, I see the revival. I see even, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the Viking war Raiders experience guys, you know, it's, I see, mm-hmm. I see them and I'm like, man, I see, yeah. I see, you know, the road warriors demolition. I see Arn and mm-hmm. Tully. I see the midnight express, yeah. you know, it's like, it's this yeah. tradition that keeps carrying on Um, for yeah. for you. Yeah. I mean that, you know, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say for you going into this and, and having that experience with, you know, with your father, Um, what's that, you know, I know you say he's no longer, you know, with us. And so when you go into, Mm -hmm. you know, big situations like that, uh, did he have an opportunity to see you, uh, in, in ring action, um, uh, like live or anything? He,
0: uh, I mean, he, no, he, he knew that I was wrestling. Um, and I started working in Japan at the, at, at when my dad was alive, I was working for Noah. So he got to see, um, some of the Japanese wrestling magazines and and know that I had a certain level of success, but he passed before, um, you know, I had done any Tokyo domes or, um, and obviously before coming to NXT and that stuff. Uh, so unfortunately he didn't get to see that stuff. Um, my mom, um, she saw, she saw some of the new Japan stuff, but I don't know that my mom really had the, um, knowledge of it right, to, right. to understand it. Um, cause my mom passed away too, before I moved, uh, before I came down here. Oh man, sorry um, to hear that. and I don't know that eh, it's okay. I, I feel like it's, it's, um, it's almost a rite of passage. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the order of life. It's, um, you know, the, the alternative is, is a, a parent losing a child, which I can't, you know, being a parent myself, I can't imagine a worse faith, uh, cool. a worse, a worse fate on this planet than that so for for anybody that has dealt with that um you know my heart goes out to them so that I, I try to look at it that way that that this is kind of this is the the order of things um but yeah i don't my neither one of my parents were able to see that uh that i i came here and that we're having the success that we're having at this point um but i i trust that
1: that they know. They know. Oh yeah. They know. know And they're proud, man. I mean, like that's, that's, um, you know, one of the things I'm big on is legacy. You know what I mean? And that's the, that's -hmm. the legacy that you're carrying on, you know, for, for your family. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and, and I just, you know, they know and they're proud because, you know, man, you, uh, besides just actual success, you know, just seeing, seeing the man you are seeing them, seeing the guy that you are, um, that, that's just, I know it, they know it and they, they're proud, man. Thank you.
2: Um,
0: Thank you. I, I, the, um, I just, I feel like my biggest, uh, goal in in life is just to, and and some of this is is, really established in my own head, but it's it's just to, to live up to the example, um, that my father, set for me all those years. You know, he just was, uh, yeah. it was amazing, and and that's. <clears throat> like if I if that's if I can do that then uh, then I I lived a successful life.
1: Amen. Amen to that. Amen for sure. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, hey, I want to talk to you a little bit more about undisputed era and 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 especially some of the stuff that's going on right now. I want to take a quick pause though and just uh, just uh, let everybody know, hey. If you're enjoying Wrestle With Hope, I just want to encourage you to make a donation to Ability Tree Florida. Ability Tree Florida is a nonprofit organization that comes alongside families impacted by disability and provides rest, R-E-S-T, recreation, education, support, and training. And uh, through Ability Tree, uh, we have been able to uh, serve families with children with special needs through parents night out respite programs, through support groups for moms and dads, uh, and through family events that are handicap accessible and inclusive, by going to donorbox.org/slash wrestle with hope, you can support the podcast by supporting Ability Tree Florida. For a five dollar donation, that joins you in the Varsity Club. For ten dollars, you're part of the Legion of Doom. For forty dollars, you join the Heart Foundation and support one month of Ability Tree programming for one family. For $80, you join the Dangerous Alliance and support two months for a family or two families for one month. Now, for a $100 donation, you are part of the new, 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 new world order, the NWO, and support a support group for moms or for dads with with children with special needs for one session. For a $400 donation, you're part of the Four Horsemen and you sponsor a Parents' Night Out respite program for one month. Now, listen, if you want to go rogue, and just choose an other amount and do your own donation. You're clearly a fabulous free bird, and we appreciate your support of Ability Tree Florida. So just check out donorbox.org/slash wrestlewithhope, and support Ability Tree Florida and show your support for Wrestle with Hope. Thanks so much, Bobby. Thanks very much for uh, taking a pause to for everybody to hear about Ability Tree Florida. It's something that we're proud of and happy to support sure. and, and be a part of. Now I know something that you're proud of. Uh, you know, really is the The work that you guys are doing as a total group. I know that you and Kyle were together. I know that uh, Kyle and Adam were together at some point, point. and even uh, Adam and you guys had some run-ins as a as a Red Dragon. Um, so how how did the Undisputed Era come together? How did you guys start a, as a as a group? Was that something from from the beginning that was already you know decided, or were you guys trying to figure that out once you already arrived to NXT?
0: Um, I, it's really kind of ironic because when, with, with the way Kyle and I kind of hit our stride and then it was a moment where Adam and us were aligned and, uh, the plan with, this was with the Ring of Honor, the plan was to, um, help layer it into what Kyle and Cole were ultimately going to do with each other. Um. But they wanted to pull the trigger pretty quick on it. And uh, the first time we got in the ring together, there was just something that we all felt. And we talked about it afterwards. And I went to management personally and I told them about it. And I just said, I don't know what it is, but there's something here. And I'm not saying change what you have written or what you have booked ultimately. Um, But just for... I don't know, even if it's just t-shirt sales or for a little bit of time, just to see run this thing a little bit longer with the three of us and, and just see. Yeah. And, uh, they they didn't want to do it. (laughs) So, um, things would, would go on and, and everything happens, you know, the way it happens. And then we came here and, um, that was the to put the three of us together was on the table and, Uh, Again, I I, kind of speak for all of us because we, we discussed this. We were all kind of like, what? Like waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, thinking, no, this can't be. Um, So, I mean, really we, uh, if, if, if we could come in in a certain way uh, that was completely up to us, that's what, that's how we would have, would have asked to come in. So, to come in and have them tell us that that's what we're doing. Uh, I mean, again, just one of those serendipitous moments. And, and uh, I don't know, I, I, am I'm starting to believe with, with where I'm at in my, on my walk, so to speak. um, There's just, you know, good. When you uh, put out a, a certain level of of vibration, uh, you get back. Uh, when when other people and other things are vibrating on the same level, like you 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 attract those things to you, and yeah. and I'm convinced that that's what's happening um, professionally in, in in a lot of these instances. Because again, another moment would would be where uh you know I I went down with my knee and they oh, were yeah. gonna bring somebody they were gonna bring somebody in, and there was nobody on the roster that fit with the three of us. Nobody. Except for one person.
1: Exactly. exactly,
0: <laughs> Yeah. And that's, that was the, the idea. It wasn't like something that we had to take to them. It was something they brought to us. So I was like, how is this, you know, no. and the rest is, and, and to be honest, you know, adding Roddy just it was a whole nother layer. And, uh, I really feel like it, it's turned this thing into, not that that wasn't good. That was very good, but it turned this thing into something, um, a little bit different uh, only only slightly different but a little bit different but that difference is what kind of put it over the top
1: well that, i mean that's for sure it was one of those things that for us um i was in the crowd with my brother at NXT takeover when uh i mean first off when adam cole you know when when he won the north american championship and then i just remember that night was just this like it was an interesting night because then he had to defend uh the 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 tag championships um, with uh, with Kyle, and and it was one of yeah. those things where uh, we you know we saw the whole thing unfold, and you talk about facial expressions because we right. talk about Kyle O'Reilly and, and and his face, you know, and all that. The, he's the, the king of them. Oh, he is, he is. But the look he on is. Adam Cole's the king of facial expressions. Oh, absolutely. The look, yeah. the look on Adam Cole's face when Roderick yeah. Strong reached out for the armband. And here you had yeah. you just you had the look of surprise. I mean, like you literally thought Adam Cole is surprised that Roderick Strong is joining the yeah. Undisputed Era. I yeah. mean, I that whole night was just was magic. Everything was it was fantastic, but um but having him mm-hmm. join and the way that he joined was great. And then having you still there, um, I think one of my favorite yeah. visuals is you holding the mini version of the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic yeah. uh, uh, Trophy. <laughs> I want one of those. I want yeah. one of those trophies.
0: Uh, um, Again, it's the, it's the little things, you know. We really try is. to we try to remember the little things and and put them out there as little nuggets for people to to kind of notice or not notice. And because uh, I know as a fan, as a kid growing up, like I, I noticed the little things. I noticed if a guy wore. You know different color gear guy noticed all that stuff
1: oh yeah and it, it, and, and for you guys uh, again it was it was a a great coming together um any idea like the was undis- was undisputed era always the uh the name you guys were gonna go on was that your call was that you know uh, something that was suggested
0: it was collaborative um on their part and ours and you know we batted different things back and forth and and eventually came up with with what we came up with.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just yeah. honestly, it's just it's one of those things where it, it's uh, it's 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 iconic now. I mean, the, I know you guys get comparisons to like the four horsemen a lot, um, but in reality, it's like the undisputed era is its own thing. It's like there's no, you know, that that it's uh, it you guys are your own, you know, men. You guys are your own mm-hmm. folks, and it's like to me, it it's just been uh, it's just been a a fun ride, and then it leads us up to. This past week, man, we couldn't be in a a more timely uh, moment in your era. (laughs) You know what I mean? What was Mm -hmm, that like to mm -hmm. make that for you? What was that like for you to make that initial appearance on Raw? And then when did you know about Adam and Roderick heading to SmackDown uh, this past week?
0: Um, Everything's kind of come together, you know, uh, the way you see it. Yeah surprisingly. Um, so all of that's really pretty true to life. Like anything that you're seeing on screen, um, we're finding out right before. So (laughs) it's, it's been pretty accurate. Um, which I will say it, it it does make it stressful, but it it makes it, I don't know, it, 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 uh, there's a, the unpredictability, um, makes it seem like, well, anything is possible. And, and that's some stuff that I've been trying to apply to my personal life is just being more present and living in that, that present moment, not the past and not the future and, and be in present. And when you're in the present moment, um, then this is, I'm I'm going to quote Dr. Joe Dispenza here, but
2: yeah,
0: when you're in the present moment, um, all things are possible. That's right. And that's, uh, that's where I think, uh, that's where I think we are with this stuff now. So for, for I'm just trying to stay present with all of it, and like uh, for for us to be on on Raw, um, Raw is the flagship show. I mean, let's let's face it That's so that's a huge moment, and to be standing next to my brother's shoulder with Triple H in the ring with Seth Rollins, I mean, I, you know, it, it's not lost on me at all because it's also like Triple H was a guy that my father watched uh-huh. uh, with me and knew who he was and knows. So like my father would have identified him as, you know, the heir apparent and the, the, the guy. And so for me to be standing in, in Long Island, which I'm, I'm, it's not upstate New York, but it's New York. So to be in New York, uh, standing in front of a, a live raw crowd on national TV, um, interacting with, with Triple H alongside my brothers, um, Seth Rollins also being in the ring. It's not that that's not lost on me either because Seth came up to Ring of Honor. And um, you know, crossed paths with him on the Indies and stuff. So this whole thing has really kind of come full circle. And that moment, um, you know, I I took some time. I think because I, I have a little bit more awareness of, of presence in my life at the moment, and I took some time to uh to soak that moment in and uh and to think uh wherever <clears throat> wherever they are, my, my parents, um, they're, they see this, they know this, they know that, uh, and, and they're, uh, they're proud of it. So yeah, uh, to say that that moment, um, left an impression, um, on me moving forward would be, would be an understatement.
1: know, yeah, Before we started, we were kind of talking about celebrating in other, you know, other people's successes, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. over, over the last, you know, over the last three shows, we had uh, an Adam Cole main event on SmackDown versus Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. We had an Adam mm-hmm. Cole, you know, NXT Championship main event against Seth Rollins, um, and then mm-hmm. in the main event of uh, of NXT this past week, uh, it's it's you guys versus the OC, um, and mm-hmm. and it wasn't again not lost at all. Is like the, you know you had. You, you know adam you know being successful friday night you guys getting involved and really pushing things you know through on on mm-hmm. monday and then to see uh, the ending on uh, the ending wednesday night was uh mm-hmm. uh was completely mind-blowing because if you know if you study yeah. your history you've got adam cole facing uh facing down aj styles facing down uh finn balor you know what i mean and mm-hmm. uh and, and it's mm-hmm. like you know, there's a few clubs represented in just that, yeah. <laughs> that stare yeah. down. And, uh, and, and, it's, and it's, yeah. Go ahead. No, Keep it's,
2: going. it's, I'm it's, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I have no idea where it's headed and I'm in, I'm fully invested. There's no channel switching, yeah, you know.
0: It's one of those moments, you know, watching it myself where I, I said, okay, there's way more questions than answers right now. And that's a good spot to be in like that, you, you know, as far as this. Where where um, a a beat is um, that's a good beat to have, and I think that that makes it exciting for the fans. It makes it exciting for the performers. You know, I mean, it, it, I think it comes across. It's tangible when when performers. You know, I'll speak for myself. Like when I'm excited about what we're doing, um, it's a hell of a lot easier for me to portray that than for me to manufacture that. Oh, exactly. and um I, th- I think that's what you have in this scenario is you you've got um people that are familiar with one another uh people that like to go hard um you know I don't think you got anybody out of, out of those people that you mentioned that are gonna mail any one of these things in nope you know we're uh we're there to uh we're there with our game faces on so to speak and um I think that moment that you're talking about is where like fans collectively can go well i don't know which way this is going to go yeah and that's good you know that's good storytelling that's good wrestling that's good that's just good art and at the end of the day that's what all of this is for me that's what martial arts is for me it's it's art it's expression this is this is how i choose to express myself and um i don't know it's just it's it's really cool right now the timing is 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 perfect and uh yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it was a, a crazy way to, to end the show.
1: Well, and 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 like I said, it's like man, I'm I'm so invested because I'm I'm invested in NXT, um, but I'm just I'm invested in in, in what's going on because honestly, um, you know, from a fan's perspective, I was like, okay, we're gonna do the Survivor Series champ versus champ thing again, and on paper, yeah. we, on paper, we were looking at um, uh, almost uh, three different. Uh, rematches you know and so I was like okay well you know mm-hmm. that's that's great and all but you know I wonder what they're going to do to you know uh, maybe change some things up you know and, and, then, mm-hmm. and, and then I see the real lineup and I see where it's really kind of taking shape and so I, I, I got to be honest my prayers for you and uh, the rest of the guys especially in the Undisputed Era are going to be going into extra overdrive on Survivor Series weekend because in one <laughs> weekend you guys are going to have takeover war games and yeah. I'm I'm just being presumptuous here in assuming, you know, uh, that, you know, if if all four of you are involved in the war games, <laughs> you got that going <laughs> yeah. on. And then you have the actual Survivor series. Uh, and, yeah. and on that night, man, we have Undisputed Era versus the Viking Raiders versus the Revival. And this is yeah. I'm not it's not just because you're on this show. Um, I said this a couple of uh, uh, just a few days ago when they announced this. Um, I said, number one, this is going to be the best match of the entire weekend. Uh, Undisputed Era versus Viking Raiders versus Revival. You all know each other. You all have faced each other. Um, and, and honestly, it's like I don't know. This to me just seems like uh, it's Takeover Survivor Series because what the what the three teams are going to be bringing to the table. Uh, is going to be, you talk about art. I mean, we're talking masterpiece here. What goes through your mind, um, right now about this, as far as think about that entire weekend, how do you physically, mentally, and spiritually prepare for that?
0: Um, I, you know, we, we've done two war games previous to this and, and I will say that it's, it's, uh, you know, probably the most taxing, um, match that that you have physically um and then that becomes taxing mentally and and emotionally like and all that stuff works together so to think that we then are going to gear up the following day as opposed to licking our wounds and resting <laughs> the way that we have in previous years we're going to gear up and go out and and do something you know similarly big um and uh Yeah, it's it's concern. It's stressful and that that, that's pressure, but it's it's pressure that we want. Um, It's pressure that I know uh, I can say for myself and Kyle and Adam and Roddy that we um, we welcome. I know that uh, when we when Kyle and I found out that we were going to be the the main event of uh, TV that first time we were going live um, beginning of October, Um, you know, for me, it was not lost on me that the company trusts us in that spot. And that is, that trust is not something I take lightly. And I I know Kyle doesn't either. And I want to continue to foster and nurture that. And I think that we, I think we have, and I think they still have faith in us in that way. And so, um, you know, our, our goal is to deliver on, you know, keep stacking that deck, keep adding things that you would you think we can deliver in those situations? And we will do just that. Like I'm, I'm supremely confident that we will deliver on all of it. It, It's, it's going to be difficult. Like uh, it comes at the end of an NXT road loop. Like we'll be, we'll do TV Wednesday. We'll do Milwaukee Thursday. Um, I don't know where we are Friday, but someplace in there. And then Saturday is takeover. Sunday is survivor series. Um, we come back to Orlando for TV again on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> it, just no rest for the wicked, and and I, I don't think we'd have it. I don't think we'd have it any other way. Like this, the success that we've had. Um, I think again, like I said before, I I think it's uh, we do our jobs well. We we do our jobs unselfishly. We we do our jobs. Um, we take pride in producing the the art and the expression that we put out there. And so when you're being authentic and you're putting your your heart into this work, um, I think that that comes across. I think people can see that, and they may not be able to label it and go, "Oh, that's why I like it," but they know they like it. Exactly. And um, as, as long as that's the case, like um, I, I, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna leave no stone unturned to deliver that every time that I can. And uh, I think that's what the undisputed era does. I think that's what we do and why we are as successful as we are at the moment. And, um, you know, just grateful for it. God, so grateful for, uh, this success and this life and, and just
2: uh,
0: learning how to revel in that, learning how to level, how to, how to just kind of, uh, sit in that gratitude and, 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 uh, and enjoy that. Cause at the, at the end of the day, like, you know, takeover survivor series, these are, these are things that, um, performing on this level and with, with this kind of pressure is things that I kind of dreamed about. So um, I think you can get lost in it and the, the stress can get to you if you're not being present, if you're worried about something that maybe happened before or what could happen when I get out there. But just if you can, I I know what I'm going to do is is I'm going to try to remind myself at every, every time I can, to just be present and just be in the moment and enjoy this because at the end of the day, that's what it's, that's what it's for, you know, and not everybody gets this, these, these opportunities, we get our own opportunities and it's the ones that we make. We're not given it. Oh, gee, sorry. We're not (laughs) given anything. Um, we're, you know, you, you are the creator of your life. And, uh, these things are, are happening for a reason. And, and, uh, I'll be damned if I'm not going to enjoy them when they, when they get here.
1: Man, honestly, Bobby, did you ever think as an NWA fan um, that you would be in three war games matches?
0: God, no. And those are some (laughs) of my favorite things. So like, and you go back and you watch some of those matches and they're not fantastic. They, they, They did the best they could, but as a kid, talk about captivating. Yeah. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Like war, war games to me, I had the VHS tapes. The you know whatever I would I would order them from. Uh, I don't even know what it was, but yeah, I had the VHS tapes. They would come to my house, and they would eventually
1: wear out because I would watch the war games so many times. <laughs> you get them in the back of the Pro Wrestling yeah. Illustrated, man. You get those the the little yeah. mail order things, and you know. And I gotta be honest with you, I think the the best thing that they did with bringing it back to the modern era was taking the roof off, uh, taking the yeah, roof I off agree. of the thing. I agree. It opens it up for you guys yeah. to do way more because I still think of uh, um, who, it was Brian Pillman right that uh, you know uh, that Sid just tried to do a power power yeah. bomb and forgot there yeah. was a roof yeah. on this on the ring <laughs> Yeah,
0: and he uh, spiked them oh, yeah golly I I think that's but that's part of you know that's like probably my favorite part of the war game war games matches is the creativity that that can go into uh, what you can do in that space and and you're right taking the roof off it opened up a lot of that. And, uh, and I also think there's a balance there. Like, I don't yeah. think you, you, you can go too far. You you don't want to go too far on certain things. And, and I, I, I love that. I love trying to find that balance where it's like, Oh, okay, this is, this is creative. This is different. Um, and not necessarily different, just for the sake of being different. It's different because it's cool. That's right. So uh, I look forward to that challenge. You know, doing it again.
1: <laughs> and you know, uh, you start incorporating two rings now in the arena. You're we're we're only a a, a few a, a few events away from a from a battle bowl. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, again, no, I don't know. that balance
1: comes in. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll keep the balance. Hey, you know, tell me. Um, we're you know, as we wind down, tell me about your faith journey. You know, I know that um, you know you you've been, um, especially you know here like in Orlando. Uh, you know, going to uh, uh, I think what does Drake Words call it? Uh, a coffee and uh,
0: coffee with coffee with Jesus. Coffee with
1: Jesus and stuff. Tell tell me about your faith journey. Mm.
0: Um, I it's it's been um, it's it's pretty. I, I don't know what to call it at this point. Like I, I've, I was raised Catholic, but I, I was pretty averse to religion a good portion of my life. My uh, my daughters uh, that live in upstate New York with their mother. Uh, she's a pretty devout Catholic, so my my mm. kids are being raised Catholic. But for me, um, I just I su- subscribed to to nothing really, and and I didn't consider myself an atheist by any means. Um, but I considered myself kind of agnostic and, and I didn't really have I was, I was very turned off to um, organized religion um, and Then uh, as I've been down here and um, I've gone through my own trials and tribulations since last year um, I've been doing a lot of meditating and reading. Uh, I mentioned Joe Dispenza before which yeah. is um, a book that I picked up uh, that that really kind of changed my life and got me much more into to meditation. Uh, Brene Brown was some more reading that I had done that that's really kind of got me on this spiritual journey. And 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 in that process, um, I had was very familiar with Drake uh, Drake's faith.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, the uh, Jackson Riker is also a man of faith. Oh yeah. And these were two people who um, I always felt somewhat close to uh even though they 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 we we weren't like you know hanging out every day but um so i opened up a question to drake one day um about just coming to to the the group or well I, he may have suggested coming to the group I, at this point i don't even remember what it was but somehow i started going to that group um and that group completely changed my life um and i started to open myself up to um faith and religion for the first time and was, was listening to the scripture and then seeing how it, it uh, pertained to me. And um, I went to uh, a church here in Orlando that Drake goes to uh, East coast believers and um, had a couple profound moments there. Mm-hmm. Um, had one of them when, when uh, Daniel Gray came as a, a guest speaker and, and have had a few more sense that have really kind of touched me. And as I go through this exploration, um, there was a lot of crossover, a lot of common ground that I would see with some of the stuff that I was reading by Joe Dispenza and and these other things. And I'm thinking to myself, like, hmm, I feel like, God, some of this stuff is a little bit similar. And are they talking about similar things? And as I've gone further into it, um, I think we're talking about the same thing. I think not, not similar. I think it's the same exact thing. And he works in, um, in epigenetics and neuroscience and it, you know, it's, it's something different than religion, but, uh, that's on the surface. I think when you start to really get into the nuts and bolts of either, I I think we're talking about the same thing. And then, um, also as over the course of time in, in that group, um, uh, Brian James uh, came to work here at NXT again, kind of another serendipitous thing. And uh, Brian is a man of faith and has been through his own struggles. And uh, Brian uh, started to come to that group. And Brian, uh, specifically for me, um, and I've never told him this, but uh, I feel drawn to Brian in a way because he is always, he leads with humor.
1: Oh, yeah. He
0: is a very, joke telling guy. And, he's the road he's, dog um, in
1: case anybody doesn't know. He's he's uh yeah. he's the road dog Jesse James. That's uh that's Brian James. Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> that's exactly who he is. Yes sir. And that was the man that my father was. My father was a guy that when he came into the room, oh, wow. if he wasn't busting if if he wasn't busting your balls, and many he didn't think much of you, you know. And not that he was ever mean to anybody, but he just did it, it that that's the way that he um Made the room comfortable, and he had that effect on the room generally. So um, I see kind of that. I I just I feel like I'm drawn to Brian for that reason. And then um, over the course of time, too, then Shawn Michaels, who who was my coach in NXT, and is still somebody who um, I I I feel um, fortunate for for having for lack of a better term i don't know the the mentorship that that sean michaels and and let's face it i mean and hunter the mentorship that, <laughs> that exists between them and and the four of us with with the undisputed era and, and the way that they've really kind of um taken i don't want to say ownership of it but i i feel like like hunter and sean um keep an eye on what's best for us and uh so to have Brian and Sean come into that church group as I'm experiencing my walk, like present day, I am on my walk I, and I'm, I'm figuring it out because I still have skepticism and I still have my days where, oh, yeah. it's, you know, some days, some days are easier than others. You know, some days getting a meditation in, it, it, it just works. And then there's other days where it's a struggle and those struggles, those days of struggle, um, it helps to have words from guys like Brian and Sean, who I have, um, you know, copious amounts of respect for. And, and they've, you know, they're, they're uh, guys that have enough life in the rear view that like, I, I feel like, I feel like their words, you know, they, um, they carry weight.
1: You know, uh, it's funny that you you like walk through everybody in, in that has kind of touched you in your life. Did you ever think, imagine telling your dad, dad, one day, um, mm. I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to be debuting on raw. I'm going to be, uh, in three war games matches. I'm going to be wrestling the survivor series. Uh, and by the way, right. uh, my mentors, uh, along this way mm. are, uh, f- uh, three members of degeneration X.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, believe me. <laughs> I, it's not lost on me. There's, there's times that, uh, early on when Sean would be talking in some of our, our skull sessions, and I'd catch myself not being present. I'd catch myself and go like, "Okay, so you actually have to listen to what he's saying. Like, you can't just sit here and go, this is Shawn Michaels.' Like, you got to pay attention."
1: <laughs> oh man, well, that's for, and and you know how 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 does that? You talked about you know there's difficulty in you know kind of maintaining you know meditation every day, maintaining that, and you know how how do you how does your how how does your faith, especially your newfound faith this past year affect your day-to-day life in in wrestling. How do you keep your faith like while you're on the road?
0: Um I like the the biggest thing for me uh at this moment is uh so like I'll get up a little bit early if I have to to try to get think you know, fit everything into my day. Um the meditation and the reading is uh more the meditation than the reading cuz the reading I can stick in in lots of places, but the meditation like you really got to kind of calm your brain down so it's either early in the morning or late at night um but on the road I've got to be a little bit more creative with it like I'll tell you for TV's on Wednesdays um I go and I sit in my car and do my meditation or like oh, sometimes yeah. I get there and the the people that like kind of steward the parking lot and, and whatever um they look at me like I'm I'm crazy but like I tell them hey I'm I'm not I don't need a uh, I don't need to be brought over yet. I'm going to sit in my car. I'll probably be in my car for, you know, an hour and a half. Um, I'm fine. And I just let them know <laughs> because I'm doing my meditation. I, I want to be left alone. Um, but at the same time, I don't want them to worry about it. But I, I find that like on Wednesdays, our TV days are so busy. I generally can't get it in in the morning because we have Coffee with Jesus on Wednesday mornings too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I find a couple hours in the day at TV and I go and I sit in my car and I pull out my laptop and I, cause my, my meditations are guided at the moment, yeah. um, with, 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 with where I'm at in my, my process. Um, and, uh, I just throw it on, I guess a meditation done and, and you know, then I, I get you know, put it where it fits.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing though, is like, you know, a lot of people have to do that. A lot of people have, you know, commutes to work. A lot of people, you know, have those moments. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you talk about that, um, you know, just that time in the car. You know, for me, sometimes that time in the car where I'm by myself, uh, just before I'm, mm-hmm. you know, about to, you know, get out and get somewhere, and that's the that's the best time because you literally have uh this enclosed space that nobody else can get into. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's up to you yeah. to be able to, you know, use that time wisely. Um, what what's something that you would say to somebody? You know, just the the title of the show is "Wrestle with Hope." So, what's something that you would say to someone who's who's out there? They're seeking. They're getting started in their faith journey, and they are literally wrestling with hope.
0: Um, I I think what I've found the most um, comfort in and struggled with the most at the same time is is trust and being able to surrender to a higher power or surrender to this, you know, higher intelligence than that of you and I and trust that it's figured out already. It's, it's, uh, the, you know, you, and I struggle with having patience, you know, Oh Um, and I, I, (laughs) I, I, I get the good, I get the, the breadcrumbs, you know, I, I see them along my path and, uh, each one of them, um, is is more faith and each one of them is more hope but each one of them is also you know almost like a almost like a drug addict almost like another hit and um you you've you've got to take those in in a way that is patient and understand that it's probably not going to happen on your schedule it's going to happen um what's supposed to happen is going to happen but it's going to happen according to the timeline that's already there and that may not jive with your timeline and your process may not be the same as uh you know someone else's process so when it starts to include other people you know with where with where she is or where this person is with with their process also factors into it. So it's your process, their process kind of finding each other and seeing how they fit together. And then having faith in that, you know, you you don't you don't need to figure out how it's going to get there. It's it's going to get there, and you just got to have faith that that is um, that that's the case. That it's it's working itself out as we speak, and that patience is 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 probably your your biggest ally, but it's it's also the the most difficult thing to. I feel like it's the most slippery thing of, of all of them. Like it's, it's something that I feel like I can remind myself to have and uh, be present with it and sit with it and go, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, 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 patient. This can happen. And then, like I said, you get some, you get one of those breadcrumbs and <laughs> now you're ready for all of it to come for all of it to come now. And uh, you got to calm yourself back down. It's kind of like a meditation. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have those times where your mind wanders and you go, Oh, I, I do need to get up and start thinking about time, and um, you calm your brain back down, and you say, "No, nope, I'm not done. I'm going to sit here and
1: stay in it." Well, and 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 that I found for myself, the more and more that I pray for patience, the more I'm tested in my mm-hmm. patience. Uh, and then I yeah. get really excited about something, uh, and I want it all right now, you know. And so it's like it's yeah. it's a constant battle of trying to you know figure out and just know, hey. You know, it's not my timing. You know, God, you know, God has got a timing that is um, th- that is perfect. I don't know it and I don't understand it. But, you know, just taking into your account, it's like, yeah. you know, if any of these opportunities had come in any other part of your life, um, you know, would they have mm-hmm. turned out the same? Likely no you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah. it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's like, um, you know, it's like in the old Testament, it's like for such a time as this, you know, there was a, there was this moment where, you know, Esther had, you know, been able to bring her, her entire existence into one moment, uh, not a moment too mm-hmm. soon and not a moment too late. It, the, God's timing was just right. Um, right. And that's, that, that is, that's something that we, you know, that, that we struggle with, but that's a good thing, man. That's a, that's a good word. We're going to use that as the word of the week this week for, uh, for Russell with hope. That's for sure. Um, listen, man, I can't thank you enough for coming and joining us. We love to wrap up, uh, the, uh, these interview shows, these bonus interview shows are called WWH in this corner. And so, uh, what we like to do is we wrap this up with a three count. And so the three count is three fast answer questions. You don't got to think about them too much, uh, short answers. Uh, and, uh, and I just kind of, I throw them at you rapid fire whenever you're ready. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Uh, last, first thing, your favorite matches—one that you wrestled in and one that you watched.
0: Um, I'll say uh, the tag match uh, from Takeover Philadelphia with uh, Kyle and I versus AOP. There you go. Um, and uh, favorite match to watch. Uh, oh boy, uh, that's a oh god, that's a tough one. Let's go. Uh. Brainbusters versus, uh, the Rockers. Um, there was an MSG show. Um, so many layers in there. I, 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 just off the top of my head, I'm just trying to give you an answer. About, oh my but goodness. I do, I do. I, I know I've watched that one a few times.
1: And that was on uh that, that first aired on like primetime wrestling, right?
0: Yeah. Something yep. like that. It was, it was definitely not like a pay-per-view, nope. it was, you know, it was before the days of of that. Oh, and, uh, man. Man, just a, such a great little uh great, not even little. It was long. <laughs> Pe- and, <laughs> and people honest. don't
1: understand it was that great if...
0: match, but just
1: oh, when
0: right. when the art form was was being done uh really mm-hmm. well by four complete pros.
1: T- uh, Tully and Arn were only in WWF for, you know, for about a year. They had, you know, they had their championship reign, but um yeah. the uh, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard versus the Rockers is so uh is, is such a sleeper feud you know uh there yeah. there wasn't there wasn't it enough really attention. was oh man we grew up at such a great time they, they just
0: complemented <laughs> each other perfectly because they you know they, they tully and Arn were baby face making machines yes. i mean machines they could make you know lesser baby faces seem so much more and then you know, talk about the quintessential like long-haired, you yeah. know, chick scream <laughs> for him. Like you know, the modern, you know, the, the the rockers coming out of the AWA at the time. Like that—that that was Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Come on,
1: you can't beat that. Okay, number two in the three count. Your favorite Bible verse or quote?
0: My, uh, oof. I do, I'm you know my my Bible study uh, is lacking. I, I got to be honest. So I, I don't really have I, I can't quote any real scripture here. I, this is when I need Drake words.
2: <laughs> oh man.
0: Um. So I I don't I I I would say I'm I'm kind of figuring all that all that out yeah. at the moment. Like I'm still kind of on that that path and and that walk. And there's definitely been some profound things that I've heard. Uh, on my walk so far from, from, uh, like Daniel Gray was a guest speaker, uh, Pastor Norm, um, at, at my church. Uh, there's been, um, somebody igged me onto, uh, Andy Stanley. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I've listened yeah. to a couple of his series and there was, there was something, uh, this is, there was something profound that he said. Um, and so it's not a Bible verse, but it it, it is profound, profound. And it was, um, uh, become the person that you are looking for is looking for. Yes. And then you, you will, you will find, you know, a successful, uh, relationship or or happiness or whatever. Like, so instead of looking for that person, become the person that you're looking for is looking for. Like if you say it a few times, it'll start to sink in. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Andy Stanley quotes. Oh okay wow uh, that yeah, one fantastic. Of the things that I've heard recently that that really 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 kind of resonated with me and, and really kind of made me see the error of, of some of my ways And was like wow that that makes a lot of sense
1: I'll tell you what if you want some really memorable messages that'll stick in your head and like that quote will kind of grind in your head over and over again Andy Stanley's a great guy to listen to and that's and I love that quote become the person that the person you're looking for is looking for is and, looking for and, right, and, and it's just. And it's, the
0: first few times you say it, you're like, "That's like a f***, not only a tongue." Oh, geez, my good. mouth is awful. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, um,
2: man. <laughs> it
0: it it's it's kind of a tongue twister, and then it's kind of like a conundrum, and you're like, "Wait a second, what am I saying?" But oh, they, yeah. like honestly, if you repeat it, it starts to sink in. Oh man, you start man. to go, "Oh wow, it's so simple.
1: It's 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 so good." Yeah, man, he's he's a great guy to follow on Instagram because all those quotables are all there and. Uh and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. All right, you ready for number three in the three count? Yes, sir. Here we go. Name someone that inspires you to grow in your faith.
0: Um God, there's there's so many I could I could mention right now. I've already mentioned four of them. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna re mention um Brian James. You know, yep. I've I've heard some very candid uh Brian is, a, is an open book, and Brian doesn't hide who he was, doesn't hide who he is, doesn't hide the mistakes that he's made. Um, and I feel like Brian um, – it was it, something uh, Brene Brown said was to live you know, wholehearted, and I've, I've kind of tweaked it a little bit in, in my walk. It's like I, I want to live wholehearted, but I want to live uh, heart wide open as well. I want to oh, lead wow. with my heart and i I feel like that's what what Brian does, and you can see that with with Brian a lot is that uh he he puts it out there just in case you know um scars and all he he puts it out there, and I feel like he does it because it uh just in case there's one person listening that could benefit from the fact that he showed some of his ugly, and that's uh that's enough for him to be willing to be vulnerable in that way. You know, and that was another thing that that I learned reading Brene Brown was just <clears throat> that uh, vulnerability is is courage. It's not it's not the other way around. You know, being vulnerable as 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 men, I think a lot of times we're we're conditioned that no, oh, you you need to be strong and protected. And but I think being vulnerable is um, is a different thing than than I thought for most of
1: my life. It 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 truly is. It really is, man. That's and that's such a great word. Uh I know that Brian James, he's a uh he's a uh dream guest uh for, for Wrestle with Hope sometime uh yeah. down the line. And uh man, Bobby Fish, thank you so much uh for joining us here. Yeah, thank uh, you. As we wrap up, let us know how we can connect with you online and plug anything you got going on. Um on Twitter
0: and Instagram, the Bobby Fish. Um those are probably the easiest ways to to get uh to get at me. Um I try to be pretty active and I- interactive on my, um, Instagram. And, uh, so if you, you try to get a hold of me there or, or send me a comment or, uh, I'm, I'm still learning my way around Instagram, to be honest, I'm showing my age a little bit here, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we live in this, this social media age where, uh, you know, this stuff didn't exist when, when I was a kid. So, um, uh, I suppose the access is there, and again, there needs to be balance, and I'm, I'm trying to strike that that proper balance. But yeah, those are the easiest places to get me would be at the Bobby Fish on Twitter and on uh, Instagram.
1: And uh, of course, you know, who knows? Maybe anytime on SmackDown or uh, on Raw, but definitely on NXT on Wednesdays uh, on USA Network uh and uh yeah
0: as we like to say we are we are nxt um i know for for the era we you know that's our we run that show that's that's our show that so yeah that that's if if you're looking for us more times than not that's where we are
1: once again bobby fish man thank you so much for for being on the show
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Definitely. Please connect with us. You guys can uh, contact us on voicemail, 352-350-3648. You can also email us at gmail.com, wrestlewithhope at gmail.com. On Instagram, we are at wrestlewithhope, and on Twitter, at hope. Find us on Facebook at uh, face, uh, Wrestle With Hope on Facebook as well. Support Ability Tree Florida. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, log on to donorbox.org/slash Wrestle With Hope. Donorbox.org/slash Wrestle With Hope, and you can support Ability Tree Florida through this podcast. Also, a big thank you to Josiah Williams for his song "Number One Contender" as our theme song. You can follow him online at J. Dean Williams and at Wrestle and Flow. Thank you to Greg Goslin for the artwork in our logo. You can follow him at Greg Goslin on Instagram and see more of his incredible art. And once again, thank you so much for Bobby Fish. This is Wayne Cordova signing off. And remember, if God is for you, who can dare stand against you?
0: Until next week, then, this would be
2: Gordon Soley saying so long from the Sunshine State.